Good morning. Happy New Year to you all. Yeah? Uh, it's amazing. A, a, a new decade. It sort of, I don't know about it, crept up on me that as a new decade. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures going round of people showing what they looked like 10 years ago. Have you seen that? It looks really amazing. So you get a picture of what you looked like 10 years ago. And then you put a picture of what you look like now and you see the change. I was going to do this for you this morning, but I did some work on it and I look exactly the same. And so <laughs> just didn't want to waste your time. Um, and uh, so, but I, there, you know, I can see that it could work for others. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, I hope you had a great um, um, Christmas, good family time. Uh, I enjoyed the carol services. We had thousands of people come to our carol services again this year. And then over a 1,000 people at watch night, uh, Deb and I uh, travel around the three, three sites that hosted the watch night. Uh, I said to her, I've got a really great date night for you, darling. Let's travel around. So we did. That's how we spent New Year's Eve. And we ended up at the Catford site. And it was just fantastic. The thing that I loved about it, joking apart, was every church we drove past was gathering to pray. And so while London was partying, the church was praying. I was quite moved by it. I thought, God's people, if people don't know, this is not going to get in the news, but while London is celebrating a new decade, God's people are praying for that new decade, and it was fantastic um, time. Um, oh, I'm excited. Okay, I, I, I need to give you all a health warning. Okay, I am... 21 days. I've been living with 21 days of prayer for a long time. The first time I floated the idea would have been May last year with the team. And I, I can only say, and I don't say this like, I felt God speak to me, Kings. I felt God speak to me about calling this church to go deeper. And I don't say that lightly. Um... And I know it's going to be challenging, it could be demanding, it's going to cost you, but I'm calling us to gather to pray at the beginning of this new decade. And I said in the vision a talk that I shared with you in uh, October, and I spoke out of the, you probably don't remember it, I do, my house, we called a house of prayer for all nations. And you may remember that I shared with you some sort of important news update on how we're doing towards Vision 2030. But I shared with you that I felt that God was calling us to uh, a far greater and deeper work. A part of that was I shared that I'd been asked to lead New Frontiers, the, the New Frontiers family of churches, the global family of New Frontiers from October 2020. And I, and I feel that God is, is going to continue to raise our profile in the sense that people will become more aware of us. I don't think we're trying to raise our profile. There isn't a marketing, marketing strategy behind it. It's just I can see this happening and it's, people are starting to approach us. And I, and I feel that we could get caught out. That the call of God upon us is such that if we are to reach and fulfill everything that we're called to do, we must go deeper into God. We must go deeper. Uh, I share with you, which I think is true, it has been easy as the senior pastor of this church to ask you to give millions of pounds, in fact, thousands and tens and hundreds of thousands of pounds to buy this building and 
do it up and develop it and do other buildings by the buildings and run all these four sites, which is amazing. It's been easier or seemingly in my ministry more fruitful than to, to encourage you to gather corporately to pray for an hour. Now, I think I've just got to say that reflects me as well. So churches tend to reflect the strengths and weaknesses of their leaders. And so this is, I, I, feel, I honestly think this is an area I have failed in. And when you look at kings and, you know, in a UK context, we would be seen as a, a fruitful church, a well-resourced church, you know, all these type of things. And, you know, strong leaders and lots of people and things like that. But if I was doing an assessment of this church... We might be strong in many areas, but when it comes to gathering corporately to pray, we're not. It's my assessment. You, what's your assessment? Yeah. How many times have you come to the prayer meetings? Yeah, that's probably an assessment. And so I had this burden, and this burden was that um, we should... Uh, excuse me, I'm just going to move this. Because I, wanna, I want to be able to see you people over here. So I'm talking to you as well. Um, is... That we've got to go deeper. And so we, we, we've called you to gather across a 21-day period. We're going to do it uh, uh, predominantly on the Catford site. We decided we're going to keep the communication simple. We're going to gather in one place every day for an hour between 7 and 8. Uh, apart from on the Fridays where we're going to gather in our sites. So this Friday, Lee will be here, Andy will be leading it, and it will be packed with people from Lee. Absolutely rammed, Andy, yeah? Seven to eight, and then you can get on with your day or your evening. So that, that's the idea. And I felt God called me to come before you and say, let's do it. Let's go on this journey. And I, I'm believing that something supernatural will happen. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able, I don't know if my language has the, I don't know if I just have the ability to communicate to you or motivate you to gather to pray. But do you know what? I'm going to find out at seven tomorrow night. Yeah? And I'm trying to kind of, I'm trying to live in, so when I get, when I feel God like this, I think, well, everyone's going to come, aren't they? Why wouldn't they? In 24 hours or so, we'll know. Um, so I want to uh, root this uh, message in uh, Acts 4. We're going to teach through different models of prayer through uh, the next, across the next four Sundays, as Andy has said. And I'm speaking on corporate prayer, and we're going to look at a famous prayer in the book of Acts. So we'll go to there, Acts um, 4. And I'm sure you're very familiar with this, this passage. Uh, let's, let me read it. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord, against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod 
Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Ah. Luke, in his um, account of the New Testament church, I, 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 you, if you know me, I love the book of Acts. You know, Jesus is crucified, risen, ascended, and then this new community emerges. And then the book of Acts becomes like a model to us of how church should be. And you're always, I'm always inspiring and saying, you know, how, how, how well are we doing compared to this kind of New Testament church? And, uh, and that's when it comes to prayer and our corporate prayer life. How, how, do, how do we compare to that? Not to other churches or, uh, because you're not gonna, we're not about comparing to other churches. We're looking at this New Testament church. And Luke records the book of Acts. And here, this long prayer, the longest prayer in the book of Acts. In that sense, you could say, this is a model. Here's a model prayer meeting uh, and one worth considering. But we shouldn't think that here's a prayer meeting. If you look at the broader culture, rhythm, um, way of this New Testament church, prayer is, is just everywhere in the book of Acts. Um, Acts 2 says, and they devoted themselves to prayer and breaking bread and fellowship and the apostles' teaching. Devoted is a strong word. It means commitment, enthusiastic, addictive, loyal, zealous, fanatical. <laughs> when you think of kings and it comes to prayer, do you think we're fanatical about it? It's like, oh man, come on, seven tomorrow night, come on. Or do you think, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can fit this into my life. Uh, so, so they were devoted. In fact, this whole section of Acts starts with Peter and John going to a prayer meeting. So we're going to go up to pray. And then they heal. Uh, there's a healing. They get in trouble because they're healing. So it starts with a prayer meeting. It ends with a prayer meeting, this section, with a healing in the middle. In fact, they would have picked up the normal Jewish pattern. Early on, they would have followed some of the Jewish patterns. So they were going to pray at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., and sunset. So they're just going up to the temple to pray. Then in Acts 4, you have the believers' prayer. In Acts 5, you have lots of prayers for healing. In Acts 6, the apostles redefine their whole job description so that they can focus on teaching and prayer. Acts 7, the first martyr, Stephen, he prays as he dies. If you read his last words, he's praying to God. Acts 8 records the coming of the Holy Spirit as they prayed. Acts 9, you have Ananias going to pray with the Apostle Paul, and you have Peter praying for Tabitha. And then Acts 10, the transition point to the gospel going to people like you and me, starts with Peter going onto the roof to pray. So it's everywhere. You can't, you, we all know this. You know this. Yeah? And the challenge is, are we like it? Not much is the honest, my honest. It's not that we don't pray. Let's not over it. There are a lot of prayers. There's some real prayer warriors. Alice Bell, Annie Twart, Addis. 
and some others, I'm sure. Someone's praying somewhere, and maybe you're strong in prayer. I'm saying corporately, I don't think we are. We're distracted by too many other enjoyable things. Whether it be sport or Netflix or social media or well, there's a whole range of things that are far more appealing than coming and praying, I think, is the truth. It's, it's, it's the kind of Western challenge. You know, there's so many other things that are pulling for our attention. But we can summarize that prayer was in the natural rhythm flow of uh, the church. Secondly, they gathered under pressure. So when they're under pressure, their instinct was, we're going to pray. There were threats, so they prayed. They prayed at key directional moments. Very often with prayer and fasting. I'll mention a little bit about fasting in a while. They prayed for healing. And when they prayed, they imparted the Holy Spirit. This was kind of normal church life for the New Testament church. And we want to we go a bit deeper. We want to get a bit more of that at King's. And we're hoping that 21 days, well, like, what happens in church is that you have moments of focus where you try and raise the temperature and emphasis, and then you're looking that like the tide line just to kind of overall moved up or in. Yeah? So it's like a focus. And we're hoping that there'll be kind of repercussions into your life and into this church. That means that, you know, for the next period of time, we'll, we'll be stronger in prayer than we have been. Um, so you have this wonderful church, New Testament church. And I thought what I'd do is I'll write to this church, Kings, and ask people why they don't come to prayer meetings. And uh, this is what people said to me. Um, too busy, I'm tired, and they're boring. Well, this is honest. Uh, I think this is a real family commitments and work commitments. Yeah, I can get that. Uh, thirdly, not understanding the importance of prayer. A prayer is not valued and not modeled by the leadership of the church. Ooh. Yeah. Find prayer difficult. Find prayer difficult personally and therefore don't want to be exposed corporately. Don't like to be put in a group with people I don't know and asked to pray out aloud. Yeah, the, the real reasons. I don't know if this helps you. I, whenever I get in a group with people, I always think, man, they're going to think oh, I should be good at this. I'm, I'm the senior pastor. And then someone starts praying, and I'm, I don't know if this ever happens to you. I'm there, I'm thinking, man, they're good. Wow, their vocabulary is amazing. I'm, I'm not very good. I run out of steam really quickly. I'm, I'm a more kind of like, Jesus, come, help, heal, move, amen. You know, some people have this lovely vocabulary and things like that. Yeah? Do you ever experience that? Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. You're in good company. Yeah, you are. It's okay. I mean, you could come along, to be honest, you could come along and you don't have to say anything. You bet. Yeah. Um, uh, this, this one, this is an interesting one. Have a think about this one. Lack of tangible reward. I don't come to a prayer meeting because there's a lack of tangible reward. I mean, that's honest, isn't it? Yeah? So we've got a way to go, haven't we? You've got this New Testament church and then there's kings. Yeah? yeah? So, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go for it. 
And I'm asking you to, to come on the journey with me as a fellow learner. Yeah? And uh, it's not going to be easy. It's going to cost you. But I, I, I'm looking for God to do something amongst us. We'll, we'll look back and say, do you remember that, that period? That's what I'm hoping. We'll see. Um, um, I thought what I'd do now is qu- quick, quick 10-point sermon. Don't worry. I can move fast. Um, I thought what I'd do is, I've done this before. This is sometimes how I prepare. I take a, a passage... I photocopy it out of my uh, uh, Bible, and then I just try and get into it, and I kind of circle words and underline, and th- this is how this ten, these 10 points came out. The first is, they gathered together. That is what happened. They went from the council, where they're before the, 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 the Jewish leaders, and they went to their own people. You've got to gather You've got to get in the room. In, in fact, for some of us, the challenge is literally going to be, am I going to get in the car or on the bus into the room? Am I going to make it all the way over to the Catford building? Oh, no. I might have to use Google Maps or something. I'm sure it's all on the website, Brett. It's all there. But it's just inertia. How are you going to gather? So I've been, we don't know if this is going to work between seven and eight, but I've been encouraged thus far. So I did this. I said to the elders of the church, I said, I tell you what, elders, I thought I'd be right on this one. I said, why don't we have our elders meeting starting at seven? We'll pray together, then meet for an hour afterwards. Okay, see, that's a good idea. I thought, well, if they're not going to say yes, we are in real trouble. But anyway, so that was good. And then I was more encouraged by this, where Deb, my wife, is in a book group. And uh, they read a book once a month and get together and, and talk about it and, you know, say I was surprised by the change in the plot and I, I like the character development and things like that. I'm sure they have the same conversations each time they get together because that's what books are like. <laughs> I, 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 the truth is I once joined it for half an hour and bluffed for half an hour. But I, I haven't read the book, but, you know, I just... So, so oh, I, I really enjoy the character. Anyway... So that's a complete aside. Forget all that. The main thing was this. They all wanted to be at the prayer meeting. They said, what are we going to do? I thought, I am encouraged, I thought to myself. I tell you what we'll do. Why don't we go to the prayer meeting? We'll pray for an hour, back to our house, eat some food together, because a number of them are fasting through the day, and then we'll do the book group. Good call. Honestly, you can make it. You can gather. Um, actually, I've got a couple of spare theatre tickets uh, for Hamilton. Uh, it's tomorrow night. Yeah, does anyone want them? See, you see, it's all, it, it's all about motivation, Andy. It's all about motivation. It's amazing how quickly you can get in the room if someone offers you some free Hamilton tickets. It's like, oh, gosh, do you know, I think I could get childcare. I think I really could. Do you know, and I was going to do that, but if I do that, I could do it then, or I'll just delay it. Yeah, I could, Hamilton, yeah. Motivation. You can get in the room. We've asked every one of you to get in the room once a week. Yeah? 
Now, I, I, I felt to do them all. Um, I've got a, a starting five or so, maybe a few more, that are saying, we're going to do all them all. We're going to do every one. Now, health permitting. So if I get unwell, I'm, I, I live under grace. Yeah, so if I'm really poorly, um, I'm going to get better. But if I'm well, I'm going to be there. Um, and uh, I would encourage you to intentionally plan when you're going to be there. Uh, some of us are going to fast as well. Uh, I've fasted in the past, I have. I find it difficult. Yeah? I find my ability to get hungry. I'm gifted at it. I really am. Okay, so I can, if you work with me, I'll bring my sandwiches in. We might be in a meeting, and by 11, 11.30, I'm into lunch. Okay? So I honestly don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And I've got uh, one of my sons who said, let's do it together. Come on, we're in this together. It's great to do things like that. Let's go to the prayer meeting together. Um, and so on this occasion, I'm going to do a partial fast. I'm going to eat breakfast, and then I'm not going to eat until after the prayer meeting. That is the plan. I'm also going to fast from salt and vinegar crisps. You don't know how much that costs me. All right? <laughs> it's true. If you come to around my house, there is a whole pot of salt and vinegar. I love salt and vinegar crisps. I'm going to fast from wine gums and chocolate. But I'm going to carry on drinking Coke. So I can't, you know, there's certain things that, you know, I can't. But I'm going to try, there are going to be certain things. You might choose social media, TV. You might fast from a whole range of things. You might do a, a, a fast for a longer period of time. And there's loads of great helpful details in King's life about the, the 21 days. But you've got to gather. You've got to get in the room. And we'll find out tomorrow. So, you know, some of you can, you, you, you're thinking... He's the pastor. He should be there 21 days. I get it. I understand. Yeah. yeah. But, but you can get there at least one. Probably more than that, actually. And uh, hey, let's see what God does. Secondly, it says they raised uh, their voices. Andy, what time am I supposed to be done? Well, quarter to. Quarter to. Okay. Uh, okay, great. Thanks. Um, they raised their voices together. That's, that's how they prayed. So they said, they came back, reported, gave some men, and said, let's raise our voices together. And I've been in different parts of the world, and in different parts of the world, this really flies, and other parts it doesn't. But this is a New Testament model. When, when I visit Africa, it's not a problem. When you go, let's raise our voices together, it's like, and everyone starts walking and things like that. I still think that we've got a bit of a sort of kind of white British, slightly reserved culture, you know, everything like that. But that's what the Bible says. It says they raise their voices together. When I first became a Christian, I was like fully in. I, I've been, if Jesus is raised from the dead, let's, let's go, okay? In he is, so let's go. So I went to the prayer meeting. I got saved, went to the Baptist church prayer meeting, and it was held in a hall. The pastor, uh, my pastor Peter, had, it's called the church to pray for a day, and you, you could sign up for hour slots, Yeah? And I'd never been to a prayer meeting before, so I walked in. And there were chairs, individual chairs, about three feet apart, in a row of four. And they went back five, so 20 chairs. And I thought, oh, okay. So I kind of, you know, when you're not sure where to sit, I went somewhere in the middle. Now I came, and so I sat in the middle, and then Peter got up and he said, right, we're going to pray for an hour now. 
okay. That was it. And everyone sat there in silence. And I sat there. And I thought, I don't know what to do. So I started to pray, and I prayed. And about a minute and a half later, my head had gone somewhere else. And, I, and then after that, after a little while, I looked at my watch. Have you ever looked at your watch in a prayer meeting? Yeah? Hmm? Looked at my watch, I thought, seven minutes gone. What are we going to do? And uh, it was a long hour. Yeah? So if you think the prayer meetings at Kings are boring, I could, honestly, we could do it even more boring, if you like. Yeah? What they did here is they, they got together and raised their voices. And I think this is something we want to kind of grow in as a church. But when we, <laughs> sometimes when we get the leaders of the pastor go, let's raise our voices. It's more like a whisper. It's like, it's like a library. Sometimes it's like a prayer meeting, it's like a library. Let's raise our voices. Of course. Now I think it's because we just get embarrassed or don't know what to shout or, or say. I don't know. Or we're passive. Or something. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. I, don't. <laughs> I think it's just we're not used to it. I, don't, I really don't know because it isn't that hard. And we're going to do it at the end of this message. <laughs> but that's what they did. Now, that doesn't mean there isn't times for more... You know, if you're a more internal person... Then you know, just think, oh, an hour with no one talking to me. I could just reflect and go in and deeper and deeper. I'm not like that. I'm external. I like to kind of, it helps me. So I quite like it. But I think we need to grow in it. It's interesting to observe the next thing they did was, you know, at this point, they haven't mentioned at all the problem they're facing. They've gathered, they've reported, they've raised their voices. And when they raise their voices, this is what they do. This is their focus. They start on God. They start with God. They go, Sovereign Lord. They go from the authorities to the Almighty. And they remind God, God, you are, you're in control of history. You are the God of creation. Their focus is not on the pressure or the threat. Their focus is on God, which quickly leads to worship. I say that you spoke through the prophets. You're the God of history. And that is why if you come to a king's prayer meeting, it will start, and we plan to do this throughout the whole of the 21 days, it will start with worship. I Sometimes people, people come up to me and say, you don't actually intercede or petition much, you just worship. Yeah? Well, I like that. You need to know, if you come to a prayer meeting at kings, we're going to worship because... I think that's what the New Testament church says. They spend most of their times leaning into God so that by the time they come to ask, they've got a whole different worldview. They're not focused on the problem. They're focused on God. And uh, so then when they come to ask, they, knew, they know who they're asking. And it, 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 their prayer is, reflects more their understanding of God or their limited or lack of or, or faith or how they're feeling. It's, it's God-focused. And so they worshipped. And then I think a good prayer meeting involves scripture. And then they quote scripture here. And they quote Psalm 2, which is a, a royal psalm. It's a psalm that was written for the appointment of David. And ultimately, uh, for looks, foretells towards the coming of the Messiah, the King of Kings. 
Jesus. And it quotes, you know, why do the nations plot in vain? Oh, what are they doing? This is the king, king of all things. So it involves scripture. It ends, again, a good prayer meeting with a focus on Jesus. Actually, written in this context, once again, very aware of the sovereignty of God, the God of history, who allows Jesus and Pontius, Jesus to be sort of crucified by the Jewish leaders and Pontius Pilate. And, you know, the sovereignty of God is very strong through this prayer. Deciding beforehand what should happen. God allowing his son to die for us. And it's in that context, after all that, they then come to the now, Lord. There becomes an ask. It is interesting to note that their ask is not for a change of circumstances, though. That's where I probably would go. If something's troubling me, I'm thinking, Lord, take this away. Change these circumstances. And it is appropriate to pray like that. It's not that you shouldn't. I mean, the Apostle Paul does. He asks three times for this uh, affliction to be taken away. But it's only three. And after three, he trusts that it's in the sovereignty of God, that God knows. Now, I, I tend to think that we tend to God change these circumstances. So it's like if we were praying... Lord, why don't you come in revival, change the spiritual atmosphere of the nation, is a, a way we might want to pray, and that's understandably, but probably looking at this model, God's more interested in empowering you to proclaim the gospel with boldness rather than changing the spiritual atmosphere in the nation. I sometimes wonder we don't come to prayer meetings, because if we do, we know that God will challenge us and change us. We were looking for God to change the circumstances out there. But what, what happens in this prayer meeting is the Holy Spirit comes and gives them boldness and they start praying, stretch out your hand to perform signs and wonders, which was the very thing that got them in the problem in the first place. Yeah? What a perspective. Another thing. They pray now, Lord. The ask comes late in the prayer meeting uh, in the context of considered Consider the threats. I sometimes wonder, I honestly think one of the reasons we don't gather to pray is we don't feel threatened. You know, and this is where our culture is. You know, our life compared to many in the world is so easy. It's so comfortable. And it seeps into us. Or into me, anyway. Yeah, and you just we don't feel under threat. We're not under threat to gather most of us are not under threat financially or for food or we're not in a context which is it's a little hostile to Christianity and occasionally we kind of, you see things like that. I, 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 I think it's a little hostile, the secular world, but trust me, compared to most parts of the world, it isn't. Yeah? And so what happens is we, we just get dulled. We're just dulled, entertain me, watch some Netflix, da-da-da, just need to, that's how I kind of that's how I'm going to refresh. And so it dulls our spirituality. That's the threat we're under. It's just a kind of go with the flow, slightly passive. Rather, why don't we gather together and seek God? Why don't you come as many nights as you can rather than I'll get the one in he's asked me for? A completely different perspective. Let's be before the Almighty and call out to him. 
And then, um, lastly, it says they were filled with the Holy Spirit. If we gather to pray, one of the things that will happen is you will encounter God. Yeah? You will. I, 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 I go to prayer meetings, as, probably as many as most, and uh, I feel refreshed in God. My trouble is actually, when it comes to prayer, is actually getting, getting in the room. <laughs> if I'm there, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged. Um, in fact, the team uh, went to a conference in October this year. We go on a regular, twice a year, we go on a brilliant training course together. And this time it was on the spiritual health of a church, which was very, very good. And there was an American speaker, and he said, when it comes to prayer, there are three Ds that you need to kind of be aware of. Three Ds of desire, discipline, and delight. And it really registered with me. Because I don't know about, I actually, if you ask me, I desire to pray more. Yeah, I, you know, I just, at times I feel the Holy Spirit sort of, Steve, come on, pray, step aside. Yeah. And what I found is, <laughs> I'm trying to find, uh, learn, is that the way to, to get there is, is discipline. You have to choose. You have to set the time aside. You, you have to, this week, on one night or more, I'm going to make the journey across. I'm going to have to, oh gosh, I'm going to have to work out where to park. You know, these big life issues which do, I don't know, I think come into us, which become little uh, hindrances. But it finishes with delight. I very rarely go home from a prayer meeting not feeling like, I've been with God's people. And it's just the, I, I don't know. That might not be, you might be there going, oh, man, I'm there every 21 nights, Steve. I love it. I, you just, but we'll see. Uh, I've read a lot about prayer. I've read more on prayer in the last three or four months than I have in 20 years. I've read five or six different books on it. We've recommended some in uh, King's Life. Uh, and, but the one I want to, in a sense, if you're going to get one, this is the one of the ones I've read, is the one to go for. It's by Pete Gregg. He's a uh, UK teacher, Anglican, great guy. Pete Gregg, uh, a simple guide for normal people. That was my level. I read others like Keller's, which is a brilliant. Uh, that, that's a bit more, you have to read a chapter and think. Uh, I mean, it's just like every paragraph is, is dense. So if you're not a reader reader, uh, but for some of you, you'll like that intellectual stretch. That's all good. Uh, that's in King's Life as well. But I think we've got some of these here. Is that right? What, do you know where they're... Uh, Zoe, where are they? They're, they're, okay, we've got them on £7 they are. Um, that's a discount price for King's. We're just there serving you again, yeah? Uh, but if you want to really go for it, that's the one I would uh, recommend. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to do the prayer now. We're going to do it. We're going to raise our voices together. We're going to see if we can break the, the kind of volume level. We're going to move from mutter or whisper. Let's call it, let's move from whisper to just speaking out aloud a little bit, okay? And if I could just put that slide on about what we're going to ask you to pray about. If the band could come up while I'm just introducing this, that would be great. So it's the one which took the slide, Steve. That's the one. We're going to ask you all together to pray for gospel advance. Uh, pray for all the people that came to the carol services that they'd find Jesus. 
Pray for our Alpha courses starting at Kaffa Down and Beckenham this term. Pray for someone you know. And then if you run out of praying that, then pray for the 21 days of prayer that it will be life-changing in, in this church. Yeah? That's what I'm going to ask you to do. Uh, but what, first thing we're going to do is we're going to worship together. We're going to start by singing to the Sovereign Lord and make ourselves aware of God. And then I'll jump back up and we're going to pray out so you know we're going to go for a minute. Okay? And my experience is if we all go for it, it'll be a lot better if we don't. Yeah? Anyway, let's stand and worship together.